At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. I oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Blessed to know the best. Oh my God, it's the pretty left hook. I'm your guy, Red Pretty Butler. Don't hate the pretties with an eye because it means gritty and we talking boxing, MMA, and everything pugilistic. Welcome to the Pretty Left Hook. I'm your man, Brett Pretty Butler, with all the fight knowledge you could ever want and more. I'm polarizing. I talk trash, and I get in that ass. You ready? Because I am. Let's go. Once again, it's on. It's your guy, Pretty, with that Pretty Left Hook, hitting you in your goddamn liver. Oh, my God. I got my man today. You might call him Yarrow, but you short, because it's Din Yarrow. What's up, Dean Thomas? What's up, man? What's good? It's good, good to see you, baby. It's good to be here, man. man first Finally. and foremost, we got a pioneer, OGG. We got to put the other G with the G. OGG? You, you, you definitely original gangster gangster. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Because we're talking early UFC, early pioneer, and not to grandfather you, but you just schooled a lot of motherfuckers, man. Yeah, oh, we can cuss on here? We can do whatever we want. Oh, awesome. We're going to have yeah. some big fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I got to yeah, bathe yeah. you in the, in, the, in the smoke, man. Oh, man. You officially been pretty left hook bathed. Welcome to Goddamn it. Studios. I love, I love it. Making it rain. <laughs> I love it. Nah, yeah. but Dean, man, um, you know, for those who don't know, and if you don't, you slow, um, your history is extensive. Man, I've been around a long time, man. Absolutely. Yeah. From Port St. Lucie to yeah. the world, man. Port St. Lucie to the world. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like in Florida, I was like yeah. one of the first dudes in Florida Absolutely. to, you know, bring this and, and, and manifest it out to right. the world. So. Right. Let's um, talk about the maturation. First and foremost, how did Dean first enter combat sports? Um, my sister, mm. you know, she's two years younger than me. Okay. My, and like my, my last year in high school, senior in high school, right. my sister showed me this videotape. Well, actually, this, no, she said... Um, you gotta watch this. It wasn't even a videotape. It was the right. UFC, it was UFC two. Right. And she bought it because like she used to do like she was like into like karate, you know, the oh, Bruce Lee. Wow. Right, right, right. Yeah. So she bought it and was like, "You gotta watch this." Nice. And I watched it. and I said, "Man, this little skinny dude." How old are you? I was uh, seventeen. 
Nice. Yeah, and nice. it, this little skinny dude beat all these guys mm -hmm. using this thing called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So I fell in love with it right then and there, man. Right. Fell in love with it. Now, was your sister already training, or she just was a fan watching? She was just like a fan. Like, you know, when you growing up, like, you, everybody watched, yeah. like, watched the little karate movies. Big you time. grew up watching karate movies. Right. So, you know, that, but that's what we thought fighting was. Right. Like, if you did karate, you could fight. You know, that's right. what you thought. Right. Um, so we was all fans of that. So, but um, but she, eventually she started training a little bit of kickboxing, too. Mm. Um, but I fell in love with jiu-jitsu instantly. I was like, because I was small. I was, I remember being in, in eighth grade, I was 76 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Ninth grade, I grew up a little bit, 130, right. but all through high school, 130 right. pounds. Right. Yeah, I was a small dude. I didn't want to get beat up. Did you start with a wrestling base or you went straight no. into jujitsu? Um, well, here's the thing. Like, so it's hard to really put this in context for the audience today because you can throw a rock and hit a gym in like, high school, you know, every, right. everywhere. But in 1995, mm. 94, there were nowhere. Wow. So I didn't have a base of nothing. I like went to one wrestling practice and said, I can, I'm never doing this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm not wrestling. You're not I'm, a fan of the singlet. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not wearing the singlet. I'm, right. I'm, I'm 100 pounds right. with skinny little legs. Right. Like the singlet, it was baggy on me. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was sagging. Right. So I'm not doing that. But um, making a singlet sound like a romper. Yeah, it, 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 it was. It was. It was a romper. Right. I had, it was, my singlet was a romper. Right. But um, yeah. But uh, no. So um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> right. We talking about <laughs> yeah. No wrestling. Yeah. I, so yeah. I wasn't. I didn't do that. Um. So, but basically, I wanted to. Do, I was like, man, this guy's beating all these people up, just choking them out. Mm -hmm. So, but there was no schools for it. So I would get the black belt magazines. And find yeah. out where the seminars were, right. and I would drive to them. The very first one, I drove to Charlotte, North Carolina. Damn, from Florida? From Florida. Not playing. Yes, me and a homeboy of mine. Sheesh. And the first night, I slept in the car because I had I even had no money. So I went right. to see Hicks and Gracie two day seminar. Wow. Four, yeah, and four, it was Hicks and Hicks and Gracie four hours a day, and that was my first like experience of like a, like learning how to do it for real. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Now at some point. American Top Team came into your life. Was it later? Oh was yeah, it, it was. It was much later. Like I okay. had already fought in the UFC before wow. I joined American Top Team. Okay. Yeah. So I had that came way because this was ninety ninety five right. that I was doing this. I didn't right. join American Top Team until two thousand one. Damn. Yeah, so it was like, so talk about the fight system at that point. Was were there even smokers at this point? Was it all just underground? It was. Um, there were like shoot like Miami had like a, a little scene, mm. um, like a shoot fighting scene. Okay. So like that's what I did. Like so, it would be what you would consider amateur MMA today. Gotcha. But it was shoot fighting. We wore right. the little shin pads and yeah, the, the yeah. little gloves. The right. little, but they weren't even like the gloves they have today. They were right. like the little cheap gloves. I don't. Yeah. Even know who, I don't even know where they manufacture these things. But <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But that's that's what it was. I had that's like eight, eight of those matches. At some point, you realized this thing is taking off, and I got to get it. And all the way, how did you number one realize I got to get other disciplines under my belt beyond jujitsu? Um, and was that natural, or did you seek out from, coaches? No, 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 no. From the first, from the first moment. Yeah. Because you know, even though jujitsu was what I love to do, I mean, you still had to 
you had to get it down. Right. You still had to be able to defend yourself, like, on your feet. Right. So from the moment, like, I started watching and practicing, like, me and my brother being in the backyard or, or my buddy Paul Rodriguez, who's a black belt right. now in jiu-jitsu but, and has his own school in Orlando, yeah. um, we always was, like, slap boxing and, like, yeah. phony wrestling. Like, I didn't really know how to wrestle that good. And even our, our jiu-jitsu was still weak, but we right. were still just doing it every day, every day, every day. Like, kids at a basketball court shooting around. Mm. That's what we did in the backyard every day. And we were fighting at the same time, we were, right. you know, grinding, beating up other people. When you think about those times, did you see, like, early savants in combat sports? Or was everybody just, if, like, looking back, you're like, man, we all sucked. Yeah, we all pretty much sucked. <laughs> <laughs> looking back, we all pretty much sucked. Yeah, we all pretty much sucked. Like, everybody sucked back then. Right. But... But when you but it's relative though, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah, there yeah. were no resources. There, yeah, there were no right. experts at this. Right, there was nobody showing you how to do this. Right, and they all came from Brazil, and you had to trust them because they spoke Portuguese. Big you time. had to trust, and they could beat. You, they would kick your ass. Right, and that was that was the thing. Like you, if you found a Brazilian guy who knew it, he would beat the hell out of you. <laughs> and so you had to listen because he just beat right. the hell out of you. So you right. had to listen to him. Big time. As you started watching the UFC grow in popularity, at some point you were able to get into the door. How did that number one happen? Was it literally like Joe Silva found you? Did somebody rep you? Like, how did you even get on? Oh, man. So I was eventually, like, because I was so passionate about it. And and that's the thing, too, is that I always, like, everybody talks about today, oh, everybody's good at everything. I will say this. I was always equal in everything. Even though I considered mm. myself a jiu-jitsu guy, right. I, was, I always still considered myself equal in everything because I had nobody to teach me. Right. So I had to kind of do it on my own. Right. So I was going through Florida just like beating people up. <laughs> yeah. like, we were like invade. Me and Paul Rodriguez were like invade right. gyms, and we'd go to like, um, like if you were a jiu-jitsu guy, mm -hmm. I was touching you up. Bang, bang, bang. If you were a striker, I was getting in, taking you down, and submitting you. And if you were a wrestler, I was choking you out. And that was the way I always saw. From 1995, I was doing that in 1995. Right. So I w I had ma amassed a great record mm -hmm. early, just beating people up, and um, and people everybody had to take notice. And it mm. wasn't until I fought uh, Jens Pulver in Rome, Georgia, wow. back in 2001, or maybe it was 2000, 2000. Mm -hmm. And I and, and he was he had already fought in the UFC. Mm -hmm. You know, he had beaten um, Jaholka, black yeah, belt. Yeah. And everybody said, oh, he's the thing. He's the best guy. And I went out there and I submitted him. And that put me in on the map. Big time. Yeah, put me on the map. Man, nowadays, you know, you're coaching a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. Tyron Woodley. I know you got Greg Hardy this week. When you think about just where you are from where you came from as an athlete now being a coach, just talk about that journey, number one. Did you know that was going to be the maturation for Dean Thomas? Was no, that always part of the no, plan? No, 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 Because back then, you know, and – uh you know, Matt Sarah's a good friend of mine, and we had just talked about this the other day, how, yeah. you know, when we were first coming up, we were just trying to make a little bit of money because that's what we, you know, we were just trying to get as much money as we could at the short, you know, because we thought it'd be done. Right. Done right, and over right, with. Right, right. Like, nobody respected the MMA. Nobody respected Jiu-Jitsu right. for real. Right. But then it just keeps going. It just keeps going. And then I find myself still a part of it. Right. And I find myself um, reinventing myself with every generation because you have to Big because time. you know I'm not the same guy as I was 10 years ago 20 years ago I had to keep reinventing myself mm -hmm. and um and that's where I'm at now just constantly reinventing myself so that I can stay not just keep up with people but change the game mm. you know changing the game because I always felt like I changed the game back in you know the way I learned it learned, the way I kind of taught myself jujitsu and had not jujitsu but how to fight right. back in 95 to right. go man this guy's a striker I need to take him down 
Right. Um, I'm doing that now. Mm. I'm still doing that. I'm still digging deeper into the, the certain aspects of the fight game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just deeper. You know, so like if a guy's a good striker, go, he, he's a good striker, but he can't stop a left hook. So how do we get that left hook onto his face? Got you. Yeah. So and even with the jiu-jitsu game, I got my own online academy. Oh yeah, we're gonna know? talk and about yeah, this. I know we're gonna talk about we're that. We're gonna talk about this. I know we're gonna get that, get into that. <laughs> but that's but that's the whole process, man. Is that right. we have to we like somebody somebody might see a shirt. I see threads, mm. you know, and I'm digging deep into them threads to find out the truth. That's big. When you think about what you just said in relation to like the fighters that you do coach, how do you fuse into the other coaching structure? Because like unlike other other sports in MMA, there is like three, four coaches sometimes. I know you work with Duke Rufus a lot, other people. What is your specific discipline? Is it always BJJ? Is it all around MMA? And let's talk in relation yeah, to like champs yeah, like Tyrone. It's, it's all around MMA. Okay, it's all around MMA and. Some some coaches I just can't work with, and it, even at American Top Team, and I don't have anything against yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. No and they're great coaches, but we we just don't work together right, well. You right. know, like they have a certain way of doing things. Right. I have a certain way of doing things, and we just don't work together well. Right. And I respect them, and they respect me. Um, me and Duke Rufus, we do work together well. Mm. Yeah, it just works that way. And there are some coaches at American right. Top Team that I work together well with, and I always try to bring them into my system because it's like what he brings to the table really complements what I bring to the table. Got you. Nice. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. BJJ Online. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Are there new, are there new things in the game that this is exposing? Are we getting straight to fundamentals? Both. Is it the whole shit? Because the fundamentals have been lost mm. through the years. You know, talk the fundamentals have been lost through the years. So, um... 
You so know, cats are cheating. Yeah, cats are cheating. Okay. And, and you trying to? They trying to? They trying yeah. to get a? You know, yeah. They want a John Jones yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. They want to. <laughs> but the thing, the reality is this: is that when I got started in jujitsu, it was all about self defense. You know, kicking people's butt. Right. And you know, representing jujitsu versus the world. That's right, what it was. Right, so you had right. to you had to be able to defend yourself. And then through the years of competition. Mm. It got lost, and jujitsu guys kind of shifted in one direction. Sure. So what, what we're trying to do is bring it back, bring mm. it back. So bring back some of the old fundamentals for self-defense, um, and then evolve that jujitsu so it is more practical in mm-hmm. MMA. Mm-hmm. But then, but still not disrespecting the com- the gi and the competitive side of it because that's a beautiful art in itself. Absolutely. You know, like if you watch like some of these guys doing jujitsu, man, like it's just beautiful to watch the way they. Yeah, move. the metamorphosis. Yeah, all yeah, that, yeah. yeah, like it's, it's, different it's beautiful the way they move and maneuver. Right. But a lot of stuff is not applicable to the street or MMA. So, um, the idea that we're trying to really uh, get across here is that we can cover it all. Mm. We're gonna cover it all. We're gonna do the self defense. So right. it does. A, so you know, if you're just a person off the street and you don't want to go in there and be rolling around with a guy, and, right. you know, have you twist <laughs> on your legs, but right. but you still need to defend yourself if you're at a bar, and some, Facts. yeah, and some yeah. dude grabs you and right. puts you grabs you and you don't know and you don't know how to deal with it. You know right. what I'm saying? You're not gonna pull guard, right? You know, so you gotta know how to deal with that. So we the, we we uh, we get that market, that audience, and then MMA. There's a lot of things that you just you're not gonna do a worm guard in MMA. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not gonna do that. So we, we gotta get to cover all these areas of jujitsu because it's so, such a beautiful art that gets lost. Right. Because you might only see it from one's perspective. Is this is BJ online for the casual athlete and the professional um or cats that might never get a chance to work with Dean Thomas but are actually in the big game, would they find value in this too? Oh, absolutely. That's what I think most of it, for sure, because you know, a lot again how I approached my fight game back in 1995, I still do now with jiu-jitsu. So mm-hmm. I'm always trying to look for easier ways and better ways to do right, things. Right, right. So, like, a lot of fighters, they they don't have the, what I'm given. You know, like, unless you – because, like, there's a certain way that people are doing things. You take guy down, you punch him, pass his guard. And I have a mm-hmm. different system. Yeah. So, yeah. So I have a different system. And you can get that from trainbjjonline.com. Mm-hmm. You can get that from there. Got you. Yeah. How do you think you differ from – most BJJ coaches right now, especially the ones coaching on a pro level, do you see major differences? Do you see additives that you're doing that other cats are just forgetting about? What do you think is the difference maker with your style? I think the difference is that I'm all about damage. That's big. Yeah, all about <laughs> all about damage right. first because, like, um, again, when the source of jujitsu comes from mostly like competition guys, right? So, and they're. You know, in competition, it's about getting points, passing guard, Absolutely. You know, sweeping, Absolutely. getting points, and ending in positions to get points. My thing is do damage first, then submit them. Mm. Damage, damage, damage. Because right. like if you, if you spend five, you know, three minutes trying to get points, right. that guy on the bottom is just waiting for you to stop. Right. But if you're punching him in his face, right. he's like, get me out of here. <laughs> just choke me out. I'd rather you just choke me out. Right. So, yeah, so my whole – I think my biggest difference is use your jiu-jitsu to put him in a position, hurt him. They'll give you the submission. Do wrestling guys really have what it takes to be, I guess, the best in jiu-jitsu, so to speak, because they have a ground base? Um. Or do you think it's better to start off with Jits first raw? And that's then tough. Kinda, that's yeah. that's a tough debate, and I kind of got in a little bit of trouble earlier on the Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast with, with some of the things that I said. Okay. But 
wrestling, starting off in wrestling is so, like for combat mm. sports, is so good because you learn right away right. how to dominate, how to grind. Right. Like if you wrestled in, like that's why college wrestlers do so well. It's not because wrestling techniques are better. Mm. It's because they had 200 matches in high school where they had to cut weight and perform. Right, right. Under pressure. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Jiu-Jitsu guys start off, let's slap hands, let's roll light. Yeah. Yeah, let's do a light roll. Right. You don't, there's no such thing like that in wrestling. But with a, in terms of like techniques, like the art of technique, mm -hmm. jujitsu, man, like it's so specific. And right. you can finish people. Right. Like you can't finish people in wrestling. That's why I think jujitsu technique is better than like wrestling technique. But it's just the culture is different. You know, it's light rolling, you know, it's, you know, guys, you know, bow to the mat, respect. And you don't get that in wrestling. So in terms of like combat sports, Wrestling has an up, has an upper hand, mm. but in terms of like technique and probably even like in my opinion like winning fights and from what I'm trying to achieve, finishing guys, jujitsu, right for sure. I'm gonna switch to a cultural perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the Lloyd Irvins of the world. You look at um, yourself. Obviously, there's a lot of men of color that are doing well in BJJ and teaching other men of color in BJJ, but you don't see it on a massive enough scale in some ways, maybe in like urban America or even mm -hmm. in rural America, where it's like a dominating force or even something where you feel like this is a, these guys are dominating in the sport. Do you think it's a disconnect between um, possibly just um, exposure to the sport? Or do you think now with the, the influx of MMA gyms everywhere that now kids are just starting to just go that way of, of color, Latino, black, whatever? But do you think that there's a disconnect? Or do you think that that's actually starting to happen where that's being exposed more? It, it has been a disconnect for 20 years. Mm. It's been a disconnect Why? for Why 20 years. Why do you think years. there is? Um, culturally, yeah. brothers, man, brothers don't like touching each other. Facts only. Yeah. <laughs> brothers don't like touching each Facts other, man. Yeah, yeah. I think part of it is uh, um, there's some, there might be a bit uh, of, uh, you know, homophobic. A homophobic nature, like oh, right. man, I don't want him touching on me. Yeah, bad yeah, connotations because yeah, misunderstanding, right? Because right, right. It, for sure, like once right. you see it, you're like, oh, I don't want that. Right. Got balls in my face. I don't want right. that. Shout out to Dorian Price. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You already, yeah. Know. You already, already know. Right, right, right. He's a purple belt, by the way. Yeah, yeah. facts. So, okay, but um, he had to figure it out. Yeah. Because, yeah, because once you learn it, you go, man, there's nothing funny about this at all. This is yeah, real. This hurts. Yeah, this hurts. This is nothing. There's nothing sexual about this. Big time. This is real. You're going to get hurt doing this. Yeah. Um, so I think part of it has to do with that. Um, and just, you know, when you think about it, like, like I, I'm obsessed with watching, like, YouTube fights. Yeah. And uh, Like street like street fights? Like street fight. yeah, I'm yeah. obsessed with watching World it. Star. Yeah, World Star. <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. And when you see that, right. all you hear in the background is, oh, man, stop all that grabbing. Got you. Stand them up. Get them up. Fight like a man. Right. And that's, especially like in the hood, that's what you hear. So right. they don't like that. Right. So that's part of the disconnect. But I think it's changing. I think it's changing with more education. And when people realize. Yeah. When people realize. Because, in fact, I watched um, UFC. Just the last UFC I mm -hmm. watched. Mm -hmm. I watched it at Twin Peaks. And okay. some brothers was behind me. Yeah. And I could hear them talking. <laughs> and right. like. Oh, he almost had his arm locked up. Got him. Got him. Yeah, that's, that's how it was. <laughs> right, right. He almost had his arm locked up. And they starting to understand that Big time. there's there's power to that. This not this is not just something, it's not sexual. Right. These guys are really working. And I think once that education is out there, right. and it's it's especially with the new deal on ESPN, the education will get out there faster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll get out there faster. People will pay attention to it. It's gonna change. And you'll see a lot more brothers in the game. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, and we got to credit yourself. Not saying that that was a g- end goal because I know you were just competing, but you got to credit yourself for that. Obviously, Tyra and other folks because you guys were the ones, you know, showing us what it is and showing us that you're going at it on a super competitive level. And I think when people started seeing folks that look like themselves, yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, he whooping that ass. Yeah. Like, sure, I can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I say that it's, too because it's true yeah. because it's because. You know, when I was coming up, everybody would just go, oh, man, I just that's them white boys doing that. Mm. That's the white boys do that. We boxers, right, but right. white boys do that. Right. And then when they saw me, like, no, I tell you what, man, nothing makes me more proud right. than when I go to a show and I meet a brother that I never met before who's doing well, and he'll go, hey, man, I remember watching you. Yeah. It's because of you I got into this. That's I what I'm talking about. A lot about. of dudes is that to me, man. Right. And it, and it makes me proud knowing, like, when a guy like Rashad I'd be like, "Hey man, what's up?" You know, right. I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I was I was there, and I'm I was glad to have laid them bricks down for you." That's big. Yeah, and I and I, I bring that up because I always tell cats, especially like um, fathers that are raising young boys, I'm like, "You're missing. Your son might not get as tall as LeBron, right? But you're missing out on potential bread, scholarships, competitions, tournaments if you don't look at the mat, the jujitsu um, realm in terms of like tournament money, going to Abu Dhabi, Mundials, all." There's so much bread and opportunity out here to get a buzz now. Yeah, yeah you're playing yeah, yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. if you don't explore every opportunity available. Yeah. You gotta, you got listen. You gotta get out there, big time. Get out there, expose yourself to it, try it out, see what see what's there for you. Right. You're right, right? Yeah, because you're missing out. Everybody always, you know, oh, I want to play basketball, I want to do, I want to play football. But man, there's so many opportunities everywhere. Right, right. all kind of stuff. I got to put you out there. There's another pioneer. I remember back in the day we had Shine Fight Promotions, mm-hmm. and Dean Thomas said. Well, first, we'll go back. Ricardo Mayorga said, I want to fight an MMA fighter. Then Dean Thomas said, where he at? Yep. Straight like that. Where he at? Man, I look at the Mayweather-McGregor <laughs> situation, and I just always think about how the first one that almost happened was that. And it would have been crazy. <laughs> See, crazy. you bring that up. You bring that up. Yeah. But I, what made me mad yeah. was like three months after that was supposed to happen, right. Randy Couture did it to James Tony, And that's right. what I was, I was at mad. that fight. I was, yeah, yep, yep. and that made me mad because, yeah. like, that was supposed to be me. Big time. That was that was Big supposed time. to be me. Right. Would you have taken James, I mean, um, Mayoga right. down in yeah, the same? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> right, right. But I, I would have I remember you said you was like, you're going to stand and bang. You were like, man, I'll, fight, I'll box you. Yeah, but I was going to take him down and beat him up. <laughs> I was going to beat him half to death Facts. and then let him up and then box him. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, but I would have... I mean, no, are you kidding me? I'm not going to stand with this guy when he's fresh. <laughs> right, right, right. But I was going to beat him half to death right. and then box him. That press conference was epic in New York, though. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, there's a, you know, I had a career, a professional career that lasts 15 years. You know, I fought wow. all over the world. Right. Nine times in the UFC, ultimate fighter. Right. Only thing that people ever talk to me about nowadays is getting slapped by my order. Serious? <laughs> yeah, that's everybody. That was, it was pretty yeah, epic. That's, everybody knows, yeah. oh, man, he, sl- he knocked you out. I'm like, man, will you cut it out? Stop. Ah, yeah. That's crazy. Everybody talks about the press conference. Absolutely. Yeah. You here in New York, you're coaching Greg Hardy. Mm-hmm. He's transitioning from football to MMA. First and foremost, we've seen the guy got the goods. Yeah. I mean, we show some showcases that he did. Did you think he was going to mature this fast, and is he the real deal now on this level? Co-main event. Yeah, it's tough, man. This is a big test for him. Big time. Yeah, it's a really big test for him. I mean, how surprising was it when they announced that he was going to be co-main? Did you expect that? No. No. Because um, he was supposed to fight on a Looking for a Fight episode. I remember. A month ago. Right. And then they said, oh, you know, we're not going to use him for it. We're going to move him right on the ESPN. And then Oof. they said, he's co-main event. I mean, right. it's, 
fresh out the gate, it's first really, one for ESPN. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's a really fast right. um, process for him, and I, I, I wish it wasn't that fast. Okay. Know? I do, honestly, as his coach. Right. You know. Is it is it a lot? Like, how's he handling it? You know, just the you know the media, Which the whole nine. He's handling it well. Okay, he's good. very he's you know he's a he's used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked the other day, and he's like he's like coach. You know, I've been playing sports. All I know are sports. I've been right. doing this since I was a young kid. This right. is all I've been doing. Right. I'm used to showing up for game time. I'm used to the media. I'm used to that. So he, this right. that won't bother him. Right. You know, but this is different though because like he played football. He played basketball. Big time. But football at the high at the highest level. Right. But he's got ten players around him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this is he's by himself. Right. But the one thing I will say about him is he knows how to put himself in the zone. Mm. You know, he you know, before we practice every day, he he's outside for fifteen minutes Damn. in the zone, shadow boxing, getting in his right. own headspace. So he knows how to do that. What do you think is his best fighting attribute? Um the the obvious thing to say would be his athleticism. Yeah. But I, I think really, and that might be what it is today, his mm-hmm. athleticism. But I think as a fighter, as he uh, grows as a fighter, it's going to be his ability to make fast and real-time decisions. Mm. And that's such an important aspect to have. Right. And the way I train him, I try to relate everything back to football because that's the language that he speaks. Sure. And he's good at that. you know. And I go – if a guy approaches you like this for the fight, if he's like this, you got to make that adjustment right then and there. Right. No different than you're on the line waiting to hear the snap and the guy's running in the backfield and they change it. What do you do? Right. You make the adjustment, and that's what he's good at. Mm. When you look at him, I mean, and I know he's been knocking fools out. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at his evolution, do you think he's growing fast enough in relation to now the platform he's on? Um or do you think it's just at a great, a good pace? It's um, it's getting fast, so we have to pick it up. You know, it's getting faster, mm. so we we do have to pick it up. And it just, you know, he just didn't have a lot of time to like go through a lot right. as an amateur. That's the problem as an right. amateur or earlier fights. Right. And that's the problem. That can be a problem because he's always had media attention on him, watching him. So like with that being said, like he has to fight these fights because right. they're not going to give him a fair shot. I knew that going into the yeah, yeah. They're not going to give him a fair shot. They're not going right. to. Because after this one, it's going to be, you know, a 10 to 15 guy. Then after that, it's going to be Derek Lewis. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. what it's going. That's the way it's going to be. And then after that, it's going to be, is Greg Hardy ready for a title? Mm. So when we train now and he's not getting something, I go, man, we, we can't. I know you're big and strong, and you're just going to punch this guy in his face. He's going to fall down. But that's not who we're training for. We're no. training for Francis Ngannou. We're training for Cain Velasquez because that's the guys who you're going to fight in a year from now. Wow. How did you guys meet? Um, his his management um, his management works with John Jones, Tyler okay. Woodley. Got it. So you know they're a big time management team, and they they bring guys down to us all the time. So copy. When you look at Tyron, and I was there um, when Tyron you know got knocked out by Nate Marquardt. Mm-hmm. When you look at that Tyron versus today's Tyron, what made him so – I mean, and he was doing his thing then, but there's clearly been a graduation point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the difference maker? Was it literally the pairing of you and Duke? Is it more mentality? Is it more Because he's always been a super focused individual. Um, but there's definitely been a graduation in relation to just dominance, confidence. What, it, what is it if you had to name one or a few things? Um, <laughs> the thing about Tyron is that you know his whole his nickname is the chosen one. Yes, sir. He believes that. He believe. 
I've never seen a person who had more self-belief than him. And he's very honest with himself. So, like, when he lost to Nate Marquardt, that was, he was honest about that, man. Right. He'll tell you that, man, that dude messed, that dude messed me up. Right. Dude fucked me up. Right. Yeah. Um, and then after that point, then his fight against Rory McDonald, man, he was right. like, man, I sucked that day. I just, I sucked. But he really believes in himself. Mm. And I think that those experiences, like, he knows what it feels like to suck. And he knows what it feels like to be the chosen one. Right. And he knows, stay away from sucking and just be the chosen one. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know what it feels like to sh- to not show up and perform. Right. And I know what it feels like, what I have to do in order to perform. And he does it. And you can't tell him otherwise. You can't, no one can tell him otherwise that he's not the greatest in the world. And he really believes it. Man, who told him he could rap, though, man? It's the homie, but come on. <laughs> son, yeah. come on, son. Yeah, that's. <laughs> no mixtapes. Yeah, well. You, you, Shout out to the homie. And that's another thing, too. Yeah. You can't tell him he can't rap. I, I, I can see. You can try it. <laughs> right. You can try it. He right. ain't going to listen to you. You no can tell You can tell him that. And even though, like, but he's going to surround himself with the best rappers. And he's going to surround himself with, you know, the best guys. Right. And he's going to keep doing it until he can do it. Right. And he going to, and next thing you know, he's going he gonna to be on there, with, you know, with a Grammy. <laughs> right. Yep. That's him. Go. He's gonna, I've never seen anybody be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing, and then just go out and do it. And you can't tell him no because he's going to do it anyway. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a fifty percent discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July fourteenth. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Let's talk looking for a fight. I mean, I don't know if you guys are still taping that. If you don't know, Dean Thomas traveled around the country with Dana White, his, his boy Matt Serra, looking for fighters that might potentially be contenders or prospects, I should say. How was that journey? How did it all happen? Was it fun? You like being on reality TV? I mean, talk about that whole thing. Yeah, I like being on. I like being on reality TV. I think yeah. I'm kind of made for that, especially in the, in the platform that we're on. It's about right. fighting, so right. like it's easy for me. And then the chemistry between me and Matt Sarah. I mean, I've known Matt, you know, twenty years. So right. like we just we just we we go well together. Right. But I'm um, at all. He ha- gets me. Yeah, yeah. He gets. <laughs> he does. Me. He gets. It's weird <laughs> because like you know I know Dana for about the same amount, like almost the same amount of time. But like we don't have a like that relationship. Like gotcha. me and Dana's relationship is like, hey, how how are you? Right, 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 right. Me and Matt, you know, we'll you know slug it out. But um, absolutely. But it happened because uh, there was another guy who was on the show. He ended up having beef with Matt and Dana, 
and uh, they kicked him off. And gotcha. I was in the gym one night training Amanda. She was uh, preparing for uh, mm -hmm. Misha mm -hmm. Tate. Yep. And they gave me a call. They were like, hey, man, you want to be on the show? And I was like, man, let's do it. And they were like, listen, we're sending you a ticket tonight. Let's get it. And we're leaving tomorrow. Nice. Let's do it. So that's how it that's was. Great. And let's talk about this comedy career, man. You got yeah. a mad titles right here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? And actor, yeah, my man. I try, I try to blend everything together. I love, I you love know, that's it. I love the thing it, bro. Is if I can use my comedy to help, you know, make my name for myself in the MMA world, absolutely, I will. absolutely, works. absolutely, and that's, and that's why I do it. It works. Yeah, I love it mainly because it's the evolution of the game, right? It's like showing that I can do anything I want. To your point about Tyron. But the base started as athletics. Yeah, I think it's dope for cats to see that, especially yeah. for someone that they looked at as a pioneer or someone that paved the way in certain respects. But you're still in the game, relevant, and showing cats what they could do. Yeah, well, and I, and, I, and like I said earlier, man, I'm just kind of re, uh, re, you know, reinventing myself right. every year. Like I've got to reinvent myself every year. So, but what that comes with, like, just discipline and education. Right. Like people don't know that, like, I have been taking acting classes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody. Like, I was, yeah. Right. 2005, I was in acting class doing Shakespeare. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Studying Stanislavski. Othello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Othello. You know? <laughs> I was doing that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I'm still, and I still do it. Gotcha. But people don't see that. They just see, you know, the result. They just see me mm -hmm. out there and they go, oh, man, how you get these opportunities? It's like, dude. Right. Um, they're there. You just got to work. Right. You got to work. You got to be, you got to work and you can never say no. True. And be right place, right time. Yeah, which but that's, make your own luck. Yeah, that's but yeah. that's what it is. Like when when you people people fuck themselves because yeah. they get the call and they go, nah, I can't because. Right. If you stay ready, you gotta stay ready. And the nah. only way to stay ready is you if you're not taking advantage of an opportunity, you gotta right. be preparing for one. Facts. You gotta be in the lab. So when I'm not out here on looking for a fight and clowning around. I'm in the lab working. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on my craft. Man, you just got to love life. Yeah, you do. You're out here, you know I what I mean? I love life. Yeah. I'm in the lab. I'm working. I'm right. constantly loving life. Big so, time. like, you, I'm on, I'm clowning around with Dana. Dana said, hey, man, you got to do this comedy act yeah. at, the, at the Lab Factory. I said, don't worry. I got you. You know why? Right. Because I have been doing I have been doing improv for four years. Or not, actually, I have been doing improv for six years prior to that. Right. So, I was ready. Hey, Joe Rogan, move over, man. When, when they come into town. Daniero's on on the stage too, Joe man. Rogan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe Joe sunned me one day because like I was feeling myself. I yeah. I did a show in New York and I right. was like, "Yo, Joe, man, I, I'm coming for you." He's like, "Yeah, good luck with that." Ah, <laughs> he sunned me. He, I was like, right, "I'm sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to disrespect you." Oh, good. Yeah, we gotta talk Amanda Nunez. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna front. Cyborg, she's real. Okay, this person got lineage. Probably was the most feared woman, not named Amanda Nunez. When people was brainwashed about Ronda Rousey, mm -hmm. and when you look at the way, let, let's just forget the win, and, and it is what it is. The way Amanda came into the cage, just they both went at it, but she was so pinpoint accurate. Like, and we're talking about against Cyborg, people who probably, everybody probably thought Cyborg was gonna come in there, and Mike Tyson, shorty, mm -hmm. but Amanda, her clarity. I mean, if you just watch the fight and just. She never took her eye off the prize the whole time she was swinging. And I think when you really see the the focus, that's what got me the most outside of the fact that she was landing best and first. The focus was great. She yeah. never, it wasn't wild. Well, t there's two things about this. First, I'm going to say this. 
Um, I have a concept, swing to hit ratio. Mm. And you can hit pads, you can hit a bag, you can shadow box, but right. that doesn't mean you have a good swing to hit ratio. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can swing a baseball bat and miss every the ball every time. Right. But she swings and she hits home runs every Man. time. You like, know? And her swing to hit ratio is incredibly high and she's always had that. And that's like a wow. gift. Yeah, man. That's a gift. Like I don't, I don't even know how to get it. You know, I don't right, even, like some right. people just she walked to the gym like yeah, that. Yeah, like hand-eye mm. coordination. Some people just have that. You know, right. so and she has that. So right. it's that's a gift. And then two, what people don't realize, she wanted this fight. She, I didn't realize because I was like, damn, Amanda. She asked for this fight. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't. It wasn't like just given to her. She asked for this fight. She, I want to fight her. Now, when you look at her performances against Valentina, yes, she didn't really want those fights, and not that she was afraid of her. She was just like, "Yeah, yeah, got you. Yeah, all right, I'll do it." You know what right. I'm saying? Like, if she's the number one girl, I'll do right. it. Like, the, the motivation wasn't really there for her. Mm. She was the favorite everybody expected, so she would perform like that. Right. But when she's the underdog and she wants to fight, it's a wrap. Yeah, she's. A a, I mean, first of all, she's a champ, champ now, mm-hmm. but. Just the fact that, like, like you said, and this is and this is people learning Amanda Nunez, which is amazing, right? Because we've seen her do her thing, but there's still layers to unravel. Her knocking out Cyborg, I think, showed people something phenomenal. Cyborg is training with Clarissa Shields for this fight, yeah, bro. Yeah, like that alone had people being like, "Damn, Amanda might, Amanda might get rocked on this joint." Mm-hmm. And it was like, "Yo, stole the show!" By the way, yeah, John, yeah, yeah. John yeah, Jones, yeah, stole who the show for could sure. care less. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was amazing. And then just to see, you know, and I know my man Conan Silvera, shout out to the homie, to see the joy and the passion on, like, the ATT team's face from this, that was, like, a real, like, like, that's a movie, B. Yeah, it is. Straight up. De Niro was like, we're going to spend that check. (laughs) She's she's an amazing human being, too, man. First, let me, shout out to Clarissa Shields, man. Big time. That's the homie. I met with her a few times, man, you know, in case she ever wanted to transition. You know, I met, hey. I, I met with her, Look in, at ca- her. in case she ever wanted to transition. Yeah. I got yeah. her. My I man. got her. Um, I see what you did yeah. like that, Dean Nero. You see him? You know, I'm working. Yeah, yeah. I'm hustling. I, I see you. I'm see. hustling. Yes, but no, um, Amanda, she's an uh, incredible human being. Yes. You know, and the funny thing about her is that she's not like all the other fighters. Right. You know, she doesn't live in the, she doesn't live and breathe MMA and fighting and all that. Mm. When she ain't got a fight coming up, she's chilling. What she's she's hanging out with she's hanging out with yeah, her and Nina yeah, Anzaroff yeah, yeah. they chilling right. they take painting class love it yeah yeah they she's <laughs> chilling so she knows how to break yeah and not let the pressure yeah for sh- sure yeah. that's and that's what I mean about that's when, smart yeah and that's what I mean about like when you you got to fight this girl she's the number one contender you got to fight her she can pff, all right I'll do it all right see this is what I'm saying like yeah, these are things yeah. we don't know about yeah. about Amanda man that's why I love Amanda because she's the X factor yeah like even though we're seeing more tools. There's still like this mystery around her just because it's like you don't know what to get. And then when you get it, it's like, God damn. Yeah. Well, I learned that about her. Like, you can't push her. You can't yeah. push her. I learned that about her when I, because I had trained her for the first time she was supposed to fight Valentina. I was her head coach for that one. Right. And what I realized was that if I go, Amanda, you have to be here because your other athletes need it. Amanda, you have to be here at two o'clock. We're doing this. You're going to do that. And you're going to do it because I say so. You know what she's going to do? She's going to mm. say, fuck off. I'm not doing nothing. Oh, you want me to be here? Okay, watch what I do. But when I say, Amanda, what time are you going to train today? She'll say 2 o'clock. I'll say, all right, show up at 2 o'clock. And then we'll do some rounds and show you, that's it. I need more. And she'll do it. She will give you more effort when you let her 
do it. Mm. But when you try to push her to tell her to do something, she can be like, fuck off, I'm not doing that. And how does, how does the coaching work with her? Is it like Conan's the head? Yeah, Con- but Conan, okay. yeah, Conan's the head guy. Gotcha. You know, Conan's, you know, that's her, that, they got like, she's like her yeah, father. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So Conan's the head guy. And then she works with um, just whatever she's feeling. Like, she's mm-hmm. very, like, she's pretty creative. So, like, nice. whoever she's feeling. But she worked with um, uh, Anderson Franza, who's mm-hmm. um, Edson Barbosa's kickboxer, a phenomenal kickboxing coach. Nice. And she worked with him a lot for this fight, so. Big time. Yeah. How often do you train now or work out of Coconut Creek, um, the Port St. Lucie gym? I mean, are you pretty much all over the place now. Well, so I, don't have, you... I don't have a Port St. Lucie gym. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. I'm okay. full-time Copy. at Coconut Creek now, okay, so I'm there every day. Got it, got yeah. it. Nice. And then you still move around like to L.A. and all these other places. Yeah. Well, out. <laughs> when you, when you, that's the one thing about yeah. Tyron. When you right. train, like Tyron brings his on the road. Mm. Yeah, he, he takes training on the road. So, um, in fact, like I'm securing like partners for him now because we're in camp for Usman. So, right. Um, I actually about that. Yeah. Our camp is going to be, it's, we hit L.A., yeah. we hit Vegas, right. we go into Atlanta. You're still working with Freddie Roach? Um well, we don't know. We work. Well, sometimes we go in there yeah, or whatever. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he works with um with Eric Brown. Okay, bet, 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 bet. Eric Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, thank you know, Freddie Roach. Bless his heart, man. He lets us use the downstairs area. That's and, like, awesome. That's where like, like Pacquiao. Yeah, works. you know what I'm Killers. saying. So like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, like you go upstairs. It's right. like everybody upstairs. Right. And then downstairs is quiet. That's where. Right. The, so he lets us work out there. So um, nice. Shout out to Freddie for that. But um. But yeah, we go on the road. But we, but the, when we really settle in, it's in, right. it's in Milwaukee at Duke Rufus's. When you heard about the Kamaru Usman fight, did this excite you? Um, yeah, what do you think about this? Obviously, you got Colby Covington in the win. He's not happy about any of this. I mean, what do you think about that whole little welterweight debacle, so to speak? Well, I've you know I've known Usman since he started fighting, and I, I always liked Usman. I think yeah. he's a great fighter. I thought he did a really good job of. He's a smart guy too, so he prepared himself the best he could as a fighter coming from a wrestling background. Absolutely. So he's very he's really he's a really good fighter. But to me the fight just doesn't make sense. Mm. So it, I'm not excited about it. Right. You know, none of us are really. Did you and, want Covington or Yeah, we wanted we wanted Colby because like right. that beef had been brewing for Big 2 time. years. Big time. Like Colby has been brewing this beef up for 2 years and for a whole year Tyron ignored him. Right. Just like, man, I'm not going to give him no I'm not going to give him no attention. And then when Colby finally deserved it, mm. He put himself in that position, and he did. Kobe did a good job of barking and barking and barking, yeah, and, and almost starting the race war. I mean, the race yeah, war. Yeah, oh my. The race war yeah. almost started. Fan. It almost happened. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and for whatever reason, UFC pulled it, pulled it. We mm. were like, oh, that don't make no, it doesn't make no sense. Right. And then they put Usman in there, and it's just like, right. Ah. And I gotta ask you. I'm not even trying to put you in a bad position. So if you can't answer, no, I, I can answer anything. I gotta speak to Dana White's temperament in these regards, like. The fans who clearly don't know, and we all really don't know, and obviously Sean Shelby's the new matchmaker and all that, but when people see these things and then it just seems kind of like Dana's flippant or he'll just, like, switch up or, like, how does how do these things transpire? Um, is it literally, like, person-to-person situations where cats are disrespecting him or he feels some type of way based on the media's hype? Like, because cats, I mean, it's so left field all the time with certain things. You kind of don't know or understand how these things do or don't happen? Yeah, um, I'll say this about Dana. Like, Dana, he can come across as, like, you know, vulgar or whatever, right. but he's still a businessman. For sure. And he makes great business decisions. So the fact that he's not making this fight with Kobe Says I, something. Says yeah, something. Yeah. There's something that we don't know about. And it has to be because right. I can't think of why they wouldn't make this fight. 
The fans want this fight. They did polls on the internet, and it was lopsided for Colby. Right. It was like 20% or 80% right. wanted Colby to fight him. Right. Of like, you know, 100,000 people. Um, so that for in that regard, uh, Tyron wants to fight Colby. Colby wants to fight Tyron. Tyron uh, Colby was the interim. I mean, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them, for the UFC and Dana White to not make this fight happen, there has to be something behind the scenes that no one knows about mm-hmm. for them not to make this fight. This is crazy, man. Good stuff. We're talking about man Daniero Thomas, the guy. When is the rap album coming out, man? Oh, man. About I, I, it's on hold right now. <laughs> it's on hold right Please now. Please get my mixtape. <laughs> yeah. Dean, appreciate you, man. You in New York. Yeah, Stop by to see your boy, man. And this is Thank my you. guy, man. We talk all the time about how to uni- unite the community. All that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, brother, yeah. man. We got a lot coming down the pipe. I know there's a lot you do for the community you don't even talk about. So this man is a genuine bro. And um, man, we appreciate you, man. So I can say, man, OGG. Thank you for having me, man. We still got, we still gonna connect yeah. on that, man. It's just, we, we will. It's of brewing, course, of course. and I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I'm getting the army Absolutely. behind me. I'm Absolutely. working on that. You already know, man. Cash on me as an army, better yet a navy. Dean Thomas in the house. It's your pretty left hook hitting you in your goddamn liver. Ah! Rate, comment, subscribe, and like Pretty Left Hook on SoundCloud and iTunes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.